Um, okay. Can everyone see me? I hope we're not having any technical issues today, but best um, we can, God willing. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you guys recovered from the court of heaven session we had? Have you recovered? Yeah. <laughs> it's been an amazing time. Hallelujah. Incredible testimonies that have started coming in already. Um, we trust that God will perfect it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Final sound check. I don't know what's going on with uh, Zoom. Zoom. Is everyone good on Zoom? Okay. Okay. All right. Just to be sure. Um, one of the things that the enemy hates is knowledge. To be sure. When we share knowledge, um, the enemy is mad because the enemy enjoys it when believers are ignorant. On Zoom, say amen, please. Amen. The system is acting amen. up. Amen. Okay, just to be sure. If you lose me at any point, just put it in the chat uh, comment session. So I can pick that up. Like I said, the enemy gets mad when um, knowledge is given to the body because um, they like to take advantage of people that are ignorant. You know, the scripture in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13 and Hosea 4 verse 6. My people have gone into captivity for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed because they have no knowledge. And that has been the modus operandi of the enemy. And every time knowledge comes, the people um, are equipped with truth. And then you are, you are able to navigate and apply the things that you have learned. Um, remember, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 10 and 11, Jesus was speaking, or the disciples came to Jesus and said, I keep repeating it because it shows a whole lot of things that we're doing in the kingdom. He said, why do you speak with them in parables, but to us you speak plainly? Why do you do that? And his response was that, because it has been given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. So we, as the body of Christ, you know, it's uh, quite sad that many of us, you know, myself inclusive, who've been in the church for so long. Many of us were born into the church and, you know, we've done religious activities all our lives. And today we do not know the basic principles or the basic things about the spiritual realm. And many of us are very weak. And very, you know, the, 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 the enemy takes advantage of us anyhow. And that's what we're trying to change by teaching on the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven 
just so that you are aware of what's going on in the realm of the spirit. And um, Jesus said to Peter, when Peter gave the revelation of who he was, he said, upon the church, I will build upon this revelation, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. He went further to say, I give you keys of the kingdom. And then he went further, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. It's very important that Jesus came to show us the king, the things, the way, the structures of the kingdom. I'm going to be clarifying a lot of things today because after the session, I remember I read one of the comments or when someone was sharing about their experiences and the things they learned. And, and um, I saw a comment, you know, and I understood where the person was coming from. And I want to clarify today. Um, Bruce said something about it almost seemed legalistic. And because there is every tendency now because of the thin line between what we're teaching and what happens in the court of heaven, um, for people to think, oh, are we back to the days of the law? Where does grace fall in? Where does grace, then the law, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I understand that question perfectly. Um, the realm of the spirit is a legalistic realm. That's the way it operates. Um, the laws of God, you know, I explained this on Saturday. Please, if you're here and you've not caught up on the service on Saturday, I beg of you, go do so, because this is a continuation of that. I may be repeating a, one or two things there, but that, you know, gave the basic foundation. And um, just so that I just want you to understand uh, many of these things. Um, where was I? The train of thoughts. Um, Yes, the legalistic realm of the realm of the spirit. I explained that the reason why Jesus had to die on the cross was because the law of his word already went forth and said, the soul that sinned must surely die. And even God cannot go back on his own word. We need to understand that. And there will be a lot of argument about the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm going to clarify that today. Because God, um, he remains the same yesterday, today, forever. God never changes. Dispensations change. When the dispensation of grace, there was a dispensation of the law. But God himself, his person, what he does not like yesterday, is not going to like it today just because you're under grace. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to clarify all that. But I want to teach today on the voices that appear the court of heaven. And just before I came down to uh, begin a meeting, uh, the Holy Ghost said to me to um, teach briefly, it's going to be brief towards the end of my teaching, about your right to also prosecute the enemy in the court of heaven. So what we've done on Saturday was that we went to respond to cases that have been that the accuser have brought against us many, many times. And many of us were not even aware that there's court. So thankfully, we we're able to go to the court and obtain our victory. But now there are situations where you can be the one accusing the enemy. And I'm going to teach on that very briefly. And then we're going to have that session. Um, I thought it was going to be a short teaching, but it looks like it's going to be long. But I'm going to, you know, um, rush and just but ensure that I pass the message that I need to pass across. Um, just while driving home this evening, 
very close to the house, um, something funny happened. A vehicle hit my car. <laughs> I was mad. I was upset. I was so mad. You know, I was mad because um, the person was trying to turn it around. You know, those that know me know I'm very gentle, very uh, peace-loving. I don't like when people take advantage of that. You know, it made me happen. I knew what was happening, but I was like, not today, not today. <laughs> and, you know, came out of my car just to access it, and the guy was still talking. I was like, if it was on a good day, I would have sat there and then, you know. But I knew what the enemy was trying to do. He was mad. He's mad, actually, because of the revelation that we're bringing and then the deliverance that is taking place in the lives of people. You know, so I got into my car like I wanted to do something that I drove away. <laughs> very, very funny. But um, the devil is a liar. And immediately I came, I said, Father, I'm sorry, have mercy on me. <laughs> because the enemy is trying to build up fresh cases against me as well. You know, but you know, that's, that's that. We, we apply the principle of um, scripture in First John 1, 9. You know, so when you sin, um, you confess your sin, you know, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You know, I got upset. So I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Let's judge mercy triumph over judgment. Quick fix so that nothing can stick. Praise God. Amen. Are we together? So I've confessed now, in case some of you saw me. <laughs> Praise God, that's just by the way. But it's just um, just to let you know how these things, the enemy is the same MO he, he applies, the same tricks that he applies every time. So he's just going to try to um, just get you to that place. You know, my wife told me a story about a movie, uh, a pastor, the witches were trying to get this man of God. They tried everything. They could not access him. And then at night, he was driving home and then the old witch, you know, appeared in the middle of the road. I was blocking the road and then he was honing and honing and honing for her to get out of the way. And she just was just moving slowly and he got so angry and he stood up, came out and shouted. Okay, he was walking. Eh? Then what happened? He... He pushed her in anger. Okay, he pushed her in anger. And then, you know, and then the old woman turned and laughed. We've got him now. And then they were able to strike him. Um, that's the aim of the enemy. You know, I taught you already on Saturday, um, he that break at the edge, the serpent will bite. But the quick fix we have is every time this happens, we are quick to confess so that it doesn't um, linger. When you keep things to linger, then anything is possible. Amen. What is quiet and looking at me. Amen. Again. <laughs> I think I'm beginning to like physical fellowship. I like to see people. Amen. Praise God. So let's go. Our voices that, voices and witnesses in the court of heaven. Like we established already, the court of heaven is a real place. It's a real place, even though it's in the realm of the spirit. It's a real place. And I'm going to show you things that speak in the courts. 
uh, Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, from verse 22 down to 24. Um, so it says, But ye are come unto Mount Zion. So you are come to Mount Zion. It's a location. You are come there. And unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. So, in Daniel chapter 7 that we read, we saw that 10,000 times 10,000 ministered to him. They went before him. Thousands times thousands, you know, you know, served him, ministered to him. So angels are there present in the courts of heaven. There are angels present there. Mm, okay. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, amazing. Okay. Um, what was I? So innumerable company, you cannot count the company of angels, you know, that are there. Secondly, the general assembly, that's uh, verse 23, to the general assembly, you are come to the general assembly, the general assembly, those are the, the, the spirits, they are, they, are, they are beings that are in heaven that we know nothing about. There are many things that um, we are very limited in our knowledge of spiritual things. And the kingdom of darkness have, because of that void, they have shown some things that are spiritual, but we call them aliens, we call them evil, we call them demons and all those things. Because imagine an angel that has eyes all over, appears before you. And when I say eyes all over, it doesn't have two legs. You understand what I'm talking about? So when that comes, your immediate knowledge will immediately, because of the horror movies you've seen, your immediate thought will be, this is demonic. I rebuke you. I bind you and all those things. No. There are many, many beings in, in, in heaven that are not even mentioned in scripture at all. They are, you see, the general assembly. The 24 elders, what do they look like? Are they humans? Are they old humans? There's nobody old in heaven. Everybody's uh, around the age of Jesus, 33. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the elders, you know, what do they look like? There's no description of, of, of the 24 elders. So if an elder comes, you know, they may take the form of elderly person, but um, we don't know what their actual true form is. Now, Jesus can appear to you in his glory, or he can appear to you without his glory. If an angel appears to you in his glory, you are you just go down. We dealt with that uh, in the ministry of angels, right? So the angel can take the form of a man, can take several forms. Sometimes many of you see them as dots of light, you know? So, so you have to keep an open mind when accessing these spiritual things. You can't have a very firm, because in the movies, you know, angels wear white and they have wings. So someone, you know, asked a question a while ago that, oh, if an angel does not have wing, or if someone appears that does not have wing, that means the person is not an angel. I said, no, they are angels that have wings, two wings, four wings, and six wings. And then there are those without wings. Like the angels that walk on the earth realm don't have wings, right? That's why uh, Paul says in Hebrews that, you know, many of you need to be careful to entertain strangers because you have, you know, some of entertained uh, angels unawares. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Just to be sure we're still together. Hallelujah. One more person. Amen. 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 So, the general assembly, these are the, the, the beings that surround the throne of God, and the church of the firstborn. Who is the firstborn? Jesus. Who is the church? You and I. We are the church. We are the church. I'm going to talk more about that shortly. The church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. I need to, this is the one that's allowed it. Because there are churches that are not written in heaven. There are churches that are ideas of men. Amen. <laughs> the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. The ones that God called, not the ones that called God, not the ones that had a missed call. God called someone, the person did not hear the phone ring, and then they went to make it. So these have voices in the courts of heaven, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all. So you see, you are coming to God, the judge of all, and then, and to the spirits of just men made perfect the cloud of witnesses, those that have died and gone ahead of us. Abraham, the Bible says that God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. So we in the faith, we don't die, we sleep, and then we are awake in another dimension. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They are still there in, the, in, in, the, in heaven. David is there. Paul is there. You know, some of our parents or our elders or our grandfathers or our ancestors that walked with God, you know, lived a righteous life, they are in heaven as well. So they, they can, that's why some of you, when we went to the courts of heaven, you saw family, you saw relations, you saw people who came as witnesses in the courts. So I want you to have a picture, mental picture of these things. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, also known as the advocate. He is the mediator of the new covenant. He is there also, you know, I already explained that to you on Saturday. And to the blood of sprinkling, the blood is also there that has a voice that speaketh better things than that of Abel. The voice of Abel speaks vengeance. The blood of Jesus, the blood of sprinkling, speaks peace, speaks life, speaks truth. So as the accuser is speaking, the blood is also speaking. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's not just bad things that are happening there, but there are great things happening as well. If you are still with me, shout a big amen. 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 Hallelujah. Remember, this teaching is so that you understand spiritual things. Because as you understand, as you go through life, when certain things are happening, you know what mystery to apply. You know what thing to, you know, initiate. You get what I'm saying? You know, I, I don't mean that every day you go to the court of heaven. No. If there is no session that concerns you, I go. But when you're praying about something in the three dimensions of prayer, if I have time, I can touch on it. 
when you pray to God, nothing happens. Someone prays for you, nothing happens. The third dimension, you go to the court. So you need to even be aware that there's a third dimension, not like in the first dimension, you're already going to the third dimension. Do you understand? There are things God can do for you as a father. There are things he can do for you as a friend. But when there's a legal implication, he cannot attend to you as a father. He cannot attend to you as a friend. He must attend to you as a judge. So you approach him in the dimension. You get what I'm saying? So as I'm, I'm here, I'm coming as a minister, as a teacher, as a prophet. I'm, I'm, I'm doing ministry. As I'm seated, I'm still a father. I'm still a husband. I'm still a brother and I'm still a son, but I'm not functioning in the capacity of son right now. I'm not functioning in this capacity. My mom is on the call. My siblings are on the call. They are not, we are not, you know, uh, fellowshipping as brethren right now. Afterwards, I can get on the call and then my mom's son is talking to his mom. Do you understand what I'm saying? So right now, if I'm making declaration, they receive it as a prophet because he that receives a, a brother in the name of a brother receives a brother's reward. But he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet reward. So you need to know the dimension God is before you know how to approach him. You don't approach him every day. Oh, oh, father. Like the story I shared on Saturday of a movie in the late 19, uh, 1990s or early 2000s of a, 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 a man who was a judge and then his son was involved in arm robbery and there was, you know, you know, uh, it was, uh, you know, arraigned before him and he had to judge him according to the law and he sentenced him to death. The man's wife wanted to kill him. How can you kill my only son? But at that point, he is functioning as a judge. He will hope that his lawyer was able to give a reasonable argument so that he will be able to pardon him. But he cannot pardon him as a father because he is seated on the seat of judgment. Are you with me? Hello? Yes. Yes, sir. So it's very important that you have this understanding. Part of the burden that I have is... Christians that are ignorant, not by any fault of theirs. Because Jeremiah 3.15, he said, I will give you pastors after my heart to feed you with knowledge and understanding. To feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. So our responsibility is to feed the church, the flock that God has sent with knowledge and with understanding, so that they know what to do for time. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody blessed today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, when knowledge is expanded, the people begin to, they, they, are, they are nourished. They are not weak. They are not taking, they are not thrown by every 
wind of doctrine. They're not cast to and fro. So, taking time. So, the blood of sprinkling, I speak about things than the blood of Abel. So, the blood is also there as a witness. It has a voice in the court of heaven. So, let me begin. The voice of the church, the ecclesia. Hallelujah. Remember, the church of the firstborn. Every church, the universal church, is called the body of Christ. So he is the head of the church, and we are his body. And he said to Peter, when Peter gave the revelation of who he was, he said, upon this revelation of who I am, I will build my church. He is the owner of the church. I don't own Somi. I was called to Somi. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm a worker in Sumi, just the same way we have many workers. I'm also a worker, but my, my role in the in my contract of engagement carries the title steward. I didn't just think and say, hmm, to be good to have Sumi. No. It is his church. The church of the firstborn. The church has a voice. The church is called the ecclesia. We are not a disadvantaged body. No, we have authority. The church, what is the ecclesia? Let me give you some definitions. Two definitions. The first one, the ecclesia is a political assembly of citizens of ancient Greek, Greek states, especially the periodic meeting of the Athenian citizens for conducting public business and for considering affairs proposed by the council. So in church sense, one of the local organizations of the Christadelphians, that's the definition in that regard. But let me give you the, the definition of the ecclesia that is found in Acts chapter 11, verse 26 when the Bible says that Barnabas and Saul met with the church in Antioch, the Ecclesia. is a Greek word defined as a called out assembly or congregation. Ecclesia is commonly translated as church in the New Testament. It is like a parliament that share authority with the king. Hallelujah. A called out people. You remember in, in First Peter where he said, you are a holy generation, a peculiar people. You are called out from the world. You are called out. You are cast out. The original idea for this was the, the Israelites. They were called out to be separated through Abraham. The original people that got called out. We are an extension of the Jews. We are not Jews. We are spiritual Jews. We are a called out people. So the children of Israel, God was with them. Every other person, you know, were so afraid because God was with this only, only these people. So the church today, the church of the firstborn, right, is a called out people. Praise the name of the Lord. Matthew chapter 18 Verse 18 to 20. Verily I say unto you, who, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. You see our authority? 
and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. This is a powerful scripture. I don't have time to go through the scripture, but let me give you a summary of it. The church has authority. Why? Because where two or three are gathered, he's there with us. The church has power because we know the mind of Christ. We have his mind. First Corinthians 2, the last, chapter, the last verse. Because we have the mind of Christ. So every decision we'll make, we will make it in line with his will, in line with his plans, in line with his purposes. We don't just make decrees anyhow. No, we know what is on his heart and we decree according as he has commanded. If you have questions, please type them on the question, uh, the comment section, and then I'll come to you when I can. But it's important that this definitions and these explanations that I'm giving, you internalize them. You know them like you know your name because when some things happen, you know what mystery to unveil. So the church has a voice. The church has authority. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. Where is loose in the courts. So the church can make a decree and God will stamp it that it is done. I want somebody to read for me 1 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 1 to 5. I need a fast reader quickly. Quickly. 1 Corinthians 5, 1 to 5. I want to show you a, a, a demonstration of the authority of the Ecclesia. Who's my reader? Who's my reader? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 5, verse 1. It is reported commonly that mm -hmm. there is fornication among you, okay. and such fornication as is not so much as named Bring among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. And ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned that he that had done this deed might be taken away from among you. Mm -hmm. For I verily, as absent in body, but present mm -hmm. in spirit, have judged already. As though I were present concerning mm. him that has done that has so done this deed mm. in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together mm. and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ Come on. to deliver such and one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, mm. that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Did you just see that? Paul said, my spirit is with you. When you are gathered together as a church, this man was committing um, adultery or fornication with his father's wife, right? He said, when you are gathered as a church, my spirit with you, with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are an ecclesia at this point. Satan cannot touch this guy because he's under our protection. But he said, as a church, we make an agreement and a decree that he may be handed over to Satan. The church can deliver one to Satan. 
Why? Not for destruction. He said, for the destruction of the flesh, not of the soul, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. This is a very powerful tool. This is a very powerful illustration. So on earth, the church has the ability, the potential to make decrees and pass judgment on the earth. Did you, did you catch that? Did you catch it? Anybody got it? I froze now. Are we together, anybody? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are together, sir. Okay, just need to know because my, my system is freezing, so I need to be sure I'm still alive. You are still alive, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so the church took a decision and handed such a one unto Satan for the destruction of his flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. That's very, just so that you know the power of the church. Don't joke with the church. The church of the firstborn registered in heaven. Not the one registered in CAC or whatever registration platform. That church, Paul said, my spirit being with you, the power of the Lord Jesus Christ present. Why? Whatsoever, wheresoever two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there. Let me show you something interesting about the ecclesia. I should do a teaching about the Ecclesia. It's a, it's a big teaching. I'm just trying to be fast because of time. Matthew chapter 16, when the church was birthed, this was where the church was birthed from verse 18 to 19. He said, and I say also unto thee, because Peter just said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father that is in heaven, that's who revealed it. And he said, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, I'll teach on this later, and upon this rock, upon this revelation that you just caught, I will build my church. I will build my church. I will not build the church of the people. No, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys. Someone say keys. 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 I will give unto thee Keys, keys of the kingdom, not yes, keys sir. to the kingdom. No, mm. keys of the kingdom, the not kingdom. keys to the kingdom. To the kingdom. Not accessing you from the way out. Salvation, receive Christ and you have the key to the kingdom, you are in. But of the kingdom, the principles that power the kingdom, the principles that you can apply in your day-to-day -day life to obtain victory, 
and whatsoever thou shalt bind with the key, with the authority of the kingdom, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on the earth shall also be loosed in heaven. Why? We know his will. We know his counsel. We know his heart. We know his mind. So I told you on Saturday, as we started to minister, before I went into my teaching, the power of God was moving. And I said, uh, I ministered to a couple of people. I explained what was going on. This is what God wants to do. I just yield to what he wants to do. And there is a manifestation. I don't carry my agenda to a meeting. No. His will, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How do you get results? When you can peep and access the mind of God, you know what he wants to do. You align and that's it. Shikina pompwem, according to British Parliament. Whatsoever you bind, so you know that God, whatever wants to bind this matter, and you lift your voices and you bind it immediately. It's already bound in heaven immediately because you are you are speaking with the authority of heaven at your back. Whatsoever you loose on earth, yes, there's the doctrine of bind and cast every day. They are binding the devil. You can't bind the devil. I told you he's a priest. There are principles. I'll touch that later. So we say you bind the devil today. Next week you are binding him again. No. Whatsoever you lose, something is tight. Something is not working. I can lose it here on earth. And heaven stamps it. Done. I had a vision some time ago and I saw the practical demonstration of this word, bind. Long vision, but let me just go straight right to the point. There were some spirits doing some things in a particular location, and then I was there. I was taken in the spirit, like I was taken to the past to see what was happening because the vision, the location I saw, the place was old, but it went back in time and became new. I'm speaking parables, don't worry about it. But And then I saw the spirit, and then I lifted up my voice. I said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. People of God, right before my very eyes, chains that were apparently on the roof of that place that were locked in. I couldn't see any trace of, of chains. Heavy chains, like the chains of tractors or something. Heavy chains. It came out of the ceiling, like from the top of it to the end. Just came up. And then he wrapped those people. He bound them. My God, I loved it. Hello, are you with me? That was, I've been binding and casting as long as I remember, but that was the first time I saw what that word meant in the, in the spirit. I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. Literally, the chains, heavy chains, you can't carry. You know those people that gym that do ropes like this? That rope is like a thread compared to this chain I'm talking about. It came out of the roof and bound them. Oh my God, it was so tight, they could not move. I said, ah, this is what it means. So I have understanding now. 
Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So a demon spirit comes to mess around. I can bind that spirit. Why? It's coming out of place. But if I broke the edge and I try to bind it, it will not respond. I'll get there. Are we blessed thus far? Let me sure. rush through Genesis chapter 18, verse 24. I want to show you the, the, the amazing thing that the Ecclesia, where we are today. In the days of Abraham, the Ecclesia was at least 10. I don't have to read it now. Just read it. Genesis 18, 24, 32. When God wanted to destroy Sodom, and he came and told, say, shall I hide from Abraham, my friend, what I want to do? And then Abraham started to negotiate. He said, if you find 50 righteous men, will you still destroy the land? God said, oh, no, if I find 50, I will not destroy. And they kept going down, 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 down. And in verse 32, he came again and said, he said, oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak yet, but this last time, peradventure 10 shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for 10 sake. But there was no 10 found. Why did he stop at 10? Why did he not go down to 1? Because in those days, it took 10 people, at least 10 people, to make up a parliament that when 10 people sat and make a decree, it stands in the land. Today, um, in the in our House of Assembly and all those things, any decision that is made where the miss, you know what the miss is. I don't know what it's called in your in the different uh, what. It's the same everywhere. Okay, you know, the miss in the House of Reps and all those things. If the miss is not there, any agreement you make there does not stand. It does not hold weight. That's why in the Nigerian politics, you see many times where they try to steal the miss take it somewhere and make decisions and present it to the people. As long as the mess is there, it means whatever you have agreed here stands. Now let's bring it back to scripture that we just read earlier. Whatsoever two of you shall agree. So in those days, the ecclesia, because the ecclesia was, was is, is a political statement, right? It's a political word, right? A parliament, a big group of people that can make decisions on behalf of a nation, on behalf of a people. So the ecclesia, at least 10, if there are nine people there, it can't stand. That's why Abraham could not go down. He stopped at 10 because that was the law. But today, God has broken and bypassed that dimension. Now he said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there. The ecclesia is now two or three. Am I communicating with my people today? We are more than two here. We are more than three. We are a, 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 a complete body ready to make decrees that will stand. Can I hear you say amen if you understand what I'm saying? Amen. If you understood it, you'll be a little bit excited about what I just shared. Before now, you needed 10. But now he said, if two of you shall agree concerning a matter, it shall be established. So I don't need 10 people. Do you know what it is to, to gather 10 people that are of the same mind? Five may agree. The sixth one will say, I disagree. And until you are in agreement, do you understand what I'm talking about? Amen. 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 
Praise God. So, Hallelujah. Whatsoever two of you shall agree as touching on the earth matter, you are now the ecclesia. So you see your power. You are the church of the firstborn registered in heaven. So two of you can come together, agree on the matter, and it will stand. That is one mystery. The Holy Ghost said to me, people don't use that mystery. It's the, the, the usability is very low. I said, sir, we're going to spend it well. If you've gotten it, then you've gotten it. What other voices appear and speak in the courts of heaven? What other voices? The voice of your prophet. Amen. Someone say amen. The voice of what? The voice of it's Amen. A, it's Amen. a valid voice. No, I'm showing you from scripture. I'm not just saying anything. It's a valid voice. The voice of your pastor, the voice of your prophet. Remember, Jesus said to Peter, he said, Peter just came, said, hey, where are we going today? He said, hey, Satan desired to have you and sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith Fail thee not. Jesus was Peter's pastor. He said, I prayed. I'm sure Peter was like, when? I, I just went to sleep and I just, when did this transaction happen? But his pastor was there. And he said, I prayed. I intervened for you that your faith failed thee not. Now let's see Zechariah chapter 3 from verse 4 to 5. We read Zechariah 3, you know, in on Saturday. So I'm not going to go all through but Zechariah 3, verse 4 to 5, when Joshua, the high priest, when Joshua, the high priest, was accused. I don't know why my system is hanging today. God help me. Joshua, the high priest, was accused. Now let's see what he said. Zechariah 3, 4 to 5. I'm reading the Amplified version. Zechariah was the prophet seeing this vision. Joshua was the high priest that had been a high priest for over 17 years. The building of the temple could not be complete because of this accusation. In the court, 17 years delay because he could not access this thing. Then he spoke to those who stood before him saying, remove the filthy garments from him. And he said to Joshua, see, I have caused your wickedness to be taken away from you, and I will clothe and beautify you with rich robes of forgiveness. Verse 5. And I, Zechariah, said, let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with rich garments, and the angel of the Lord stood by. Did you get it? Did you hear it? Did you see it? Praise God. Did you get it? Did anybody get it? Yes, sir. Very much. Yes, sir. We got it. Very important. Very important. I, Zachariah, the prophet, the court session was taking place. I was there. And then I also contributed to say what should happen to him. 
Let me tell a funny joke. If the man in question or someone that has been troubling the pastor, what will happen in this place? <laughs> Anybody know? <laughs> My God. He said, let him take away the toban from his head. Oh, my clubhouse is not going again. Clubhouse, can you still hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. praise God. Yes, Lord, tell him. I, verse 5, I, Zachariah said, if you see the Amplified Version, you see his name there. Let them put a clean turban on his head. And guess what? They obeyed. They put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with rich garments. The angel of the Lord stood by watching the whole proceedings. Amen? So the voice of your pastor, the voice of your prophet is recognized, is a, is a valid statement in the courts of heaven. Praise God. Next voice that speaks is the voice of your finances slash vow. The voice of your what? Your finances slash vow in the court of heaven. Acts chapter 10, verse 3 to 4. Acts chapter 10, verse 3 to 4. He saw in a vision, evidently talking about Cornelius, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he looked at him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. Can you see that? Your prayers and your arms have come up for a memorial before God. The prayers came, the arms came. And both of them spoke in the court that this man deserves salvation. Praise God. Are we still together? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're learning yes, sir. something today. Yes, sir. In the name of the Lord. I want to. There are people that I believe need to hear this, and there are people in your heart that you know. Let me share the link on YouTube. Please share, share with your family. Let them, let them watch. Catch up later. Don't let them watch, please. Knowledge is coming. There are many issues that people are dealing with in different ways, but knowledge, knowledge will help. That's the link we share. The voice of finances, the voice of your vow. Now, I want to clarify something. I said I was going to clarify something here about the law, the legality, and all those things. Someone said, ah, but we've left the realm of law, and now we're in grace. Now, let's see what Jesus says. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 to 19, he said, Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. 
I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one title shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. These are Jesus' words, not mine. Verse 19, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm saying? So Jesus said, I didn't come to cancel the law. I came to fulfill the law, right? Now we have the Holy Ghost in our heart because he said, I will write the laws in their hearts. So when you do something wrong, your conscience, the Holy Ghost in you, your conscience will prick your spirit and tell you what you did was wrong. Just like what I said happened to me today when a, a vehicle hit my car and I got upset. And as I left, my conscience told me, hey, you were wrong. You were wrong. And then the Holy Ghost said, what if the man was just a driver and then he has gotten into trouble, so he's reacting based on that? And I said, oh, that's true. I could have reacted even nicer. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's, there's no law written anywhere when the bachelor said, thou shalt not hit you. Thou shalt not respond. No. But the Holy Ghost will be the one to say, hey, what you did there was wrong. Make amends quickly. Are we together? Yes, sir. Okay. Restore. You see that? So, well, no, I'm not taking it back to Old Testament. No, this is the New Testament. Even in the New Testament, it's more stringent than before. Before he said, I shall not commit adultery. But now he said, if you look at a woman lustfully, you have already committed it. Which one is worse? Will you just say, sir, let's go back to the days where you say, until we do it before we are guilty. Praise God. But the Holy Ghost will help us. I need to bring that clarification because so that we don't start walking and becoming sin conscious. Oh, I just said, no, 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 that's not the goal. Like I said, this is one of the mysteries of the kingdom that you need to know so that you know what to do part time. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4 to 5. When thou vowest a vow, many of us, including me myself, we are in this place. This one, like this. I am number one standing in front of it. When thou vowest a vow unto God, defend not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed, better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. Amen? If you are in this boat, let us gather together and let's ask for blessing. When you are in that mode, you just make a vow to God. Hey, there are, are angels called watchers. There are angels called scribes. They will record your vow. And if you don't, if you default in it, the enemy can come and lay claim on it. Are you hearing me, people? The Bible is telling it is better you don't vow. Don't under some people say, Oh, it's under pressure, under duress. Don't fall for it at all, than to do it and not honor it. I remember we went to a church in uh, Ilukbeju, Fountain of Life, many years ago, my sister. And, you know, 
on powerful service and they told us to, you know, write what we wanted to give. I just wrote something on paper. You know, in my heart, I intended to pay it, you know, and I did not pay it. <laughs> and I moved on with life. I forgot. One day, the Holy Ghost just brought it to my heart heavy. Bam! The oil that vowed. I said, which kind of wildlife is this one? I lost my peace. Apparently, there was an accusation because of that. So how do you know? I've already told you on Saturday, but let me repeat it. The Holy Ghost will bring something up to your spirit. You, you are not the one that will start thinking, what have I done that they can use? No. It is the Holy Ghost that will minister to your heart. Say, hey, this vow you vow so, so place. It is now a an accusation. I'm going to show you from scripture how the enemy can allow something slide for 10 years and 10 years later, he will bring it up as an accusation. Are we learning something today or should I move on? We're learning, sir. We're learning, sir. And I immediately I remember each to hustle, gather funds together. I don't go to the church. I went there and I paid it and peace returned to my heart. He said, it is better you do not vow than for you to vow and not pay it. These are voices of accusations that come up in the courts. These are things. So I'm showing you two sides. The voices on your side and the voices that the enemy can use. Praise God. Deuteronomy chapter 23, from verse 21 to 23. He said, when thou shalt vow a vow unto the Lord your God. You don't vow to your pastor. You don't vow to men. No. Every vow you make, you make it unto the Lord and he hears it. It is recorded in your file. Thou shalt not slack to pay it. For the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee. Somebody still hearing me? The Lord your God will surely require it of who? Of you. And it will be seen in thee. Or is it because I'm the one reading it? Can someone read it for me, please? 21 to 23, just so that you see that I'm reading from scripture. Anybody? Who's my reader? Quickly, quickly, quickly. I'm out of time. Sorry, what is it again? Yes, the scripture, Deuteronomy 23, from verse 21 to 23. Please read. Deuteronomy 23, from 21 to 23. Okay. Um, and when you make a vow to the Lord your God, mm. be prompt in fulfilling whatever you promised him. Okay. For the Lord your God demands that you promptly fulfill your vows. Mm. Or you will be guilty of sin. Will be guilty of sin. Yes. Twenty-two. However, it is not a sin to refrain from making a vow. But Mm. once you have voluntarily made a vow, Mm. be careful to fulfill your promise to the Lord your God. I hope that's clear enough. Thank you. And Angela, you have a reading voice. Amen. Maybe you'll be doing a reading by scriptures. I don't me. have a reading voice, BPP. I know that's <laughs> the next place. I don't have. Praise the name of the Lord. 
So I have a powerful question here. Okay, I'll treat this um, in my summary. Voice of finances like vow, is it the same as seed? No, it's not. You can decide that you want to sow a seed, you know, that's, but when you make a vow, a vow is, Lord, if you do this for me, I promise or I vow that I will do this. Or maybe you're in a meeting, right, of the church of the first bundle, and then they ask you for people that want to give for whatever reason, come out, write your name or something like that. But you in your heart, you know it's a vow. A seed is, you know, the Holy Ghost can inspire you to give a seed and then you can just give a seed to honor, you know, you know, a man of God or whoever. You know, those are different. But the vow that you make a vow, to, like you don't have it, but you say, Lord, eh, next week I'm going to do this. That's a vow. You understand what I'm saying? Say that again. Can you hear you? Okay, yeah, if you do this, I it's like you have vowed before. <laughs> I'll just give a powerful example. If you do this for me, I will do that for you. And God has done this for you, but you refuse to do that for him. <laughs> because you say, Lord, ah, this, this money is big. In fact, the one that, as, as I was preparing this message, I said, God, that's true. I have one big seed. One big vow that I vowed that. <laughs> my God, the Lord is my mother. I will, I will fulfill it. Jesus' name. Pray Amen. for your people now. Stop jealous. Pray for me. The Lord will help me in Jesus' name. Amen. Big, very, you know, there, there are vows that you vow that if they are preaching, you'll be angry at the preacher. So stop talking. <laughs> Amen. You understand. Are we still together? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Which translation? K-J-V-A-A-E. I like this translation. Uh, my system is hanging. I can't even see it anymore. Uh, we'll just move on. So I hope um, you got that, that right. So, so a seed that like you can decide, oh, I want to give a seed. No. But what you a vow is what a promise you make to God. You get what I'm saying? You know, so that's those are different. The seed, oh, I want to give a seed. That's you know, um, the translation that Timlay uh, posted. I can't go there now. My system is freezing. You know, I saw something about a promise, even a free will offering that you promised. His first free will as you will, then you now promise that, ah, from next year, my offering is going to be this, this, this. <laughs> Amen. Let me not speak for that. Before some people say, people will get my name out of your mouth. <laughs> Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, so let me go. My time is fast spent. So you got that, right? So the voice of, of finances, vow. So the arms of Cornelius, the good he was doing, that was not a vow. He just was a giver. He kept giving, kept giving to the, to the church. That's the, you know, synagogue, kept giving. You know, there was one other man that I can't remember who he was. Who? Uh, Dockers did good, but there was a man that, you know, when he, I think either his daughter or his servant was sick, 
you know, and then the disciples told Jesus that, ah, this guy, he gives to the synagogue, he gives to the things of God, so, you know, uh, minister to him or go. So Jesus said, okay, I'll go to his house because of his giving. So the voice of his giving has really gone to the courts. But vow is very critical. Please refrain from making a vow if there is any iota of doubt that you will not do it. Though it's, we saw it in that scripture. It is not a sin if you refrain from vow, even if he's doing you vow, 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 and you say, I'm not vowing. It's not a sin. So don't put yokes on your neck. You see where, where knowledge is important. Why just, just once you understand these things, then you can make informed decisions so that you don't go and tie yourself and tie yourself and say, Jesus, why are you not saving me? Praise God. Is that clear? Can I move on now? I will answer the other question. What is the case? I will come back and then uh, just uh, do a summary of that. The voice of injustice appears in heaven, people of God. James chapter 5, verse 4. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crying. They have worked for you. You refuse to pay them. Not because you don't have the money, but because they don't have money to, or they don't have connections. They don't have somebody that will fight for them. And you refuse to pay them. The Bible says that they, they cry. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Do you, do, you, do you understand how important this one does not have to do with, oh, I'm under grace, I'm under law. The hire of the laborers. Can someone give me another translation and read for me quickly, please? James chapter 5, verse 4. The hire of the laborers who have ripped down your field, they have worked for you and you refuse to pay them and you tell them, go and do your worst. They cry. They will sit at the corner and cry. They will cry. And the cries will enter into the ears of the Lord of, of, of Sabuah. Go us on that translation quickly, please. Anybody? Quickly, quickly. I need to round up. Praise the Lord. I'm Hallelujah. Okay. So there's, listen, can't you hear the cries of the laborers over mm. the wages fraudulently held back from those who My God. The cries for justice of those you've cheated have reached the ears of the Lord of armies. Hold on. What did you just say? The cries of what? For justice. The cries of justice. Cheated. Justice. Is, is appearing as a witness in the court of heaven. So when you are coming, say, hey, Lord, that big thing you want to give me, this cry of justice, say, hey, if he gets any bigger, he will oppress more of us. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Eh? Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that we don't go and yoke ourselves. We don't go and put things upon things that we have no business dealing with. We go and put it on ourselves. Then come back and say, people, people, you have been prophesying. It's not coming to pass. Hear ye the knowledge from the word of God. 
People work for you, you negotiate, pay them. If you have money, if you don't have money, explain to them. Don't let them cry. Because once they cry, he said the Lord, the uh, Sabua, the Lord of, of, of Sabua, the Lord of the angel armies. They write up, they cry for justice. Lord, I, I, I don't have someone to fight for me. You come and fight for me. If God is fighting on their behalf, who will you run to? I hope you don't plan to call me at that time. Because my number will be miscalled. Am I communicating? My people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge of these things. The worldly people do it. The children of, of, of uh, what they call us again, the children of God, we also do the same thing that the world is doing. Don't let the cries go. Ah, God help me, I need to finish. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6 to 9. So many things I need to teach. So many subjects just lying around. About fasting. I'll teach on that one day. Amen. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness. This is the acceptable fast to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free that ye break every yoke. Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry? You see, kind acts. Is it not that you bring the poor that are cast out to your house when thou seest the naked that thou cover him these are the operations of a fast. For your fast to be effective, there are some kindness that you need to show. You need to show kindness because it is recorded in the spirit realm. See the next verse, verse 8. Then, after you have done this thing, during fasting, then shall your light break forth as the morning and your health shall spring forth speedily. Let me show you. Malita, Bana, Kose, Vene, Kara, Tika, Baika. Rigi, Bando, Sevenia. Kale, Gedema. Onde, Ipalane, Sikedia. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. Stop out. Just a, this line, and thine health shall spring forth speedily. Just that line is remark to somebody that has been dealing with age-long sickness, cancer or whatsoever. That revelation says, hey, there is something I can do in scripture that can cause my health to spring forth speedily. Am I communicating? This is how it is done in the kingdom. You see a mystery. It is presented to you free. It is left for you to take that one and meditate on it. Apply to do what you need to do and then roll and see if the word of God does not work. And thy righteousness shall go forth before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be your reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity. 
then you will call and he will answer. What is this scripture telling you? That there are some things that you can be doing and you will call, he will not answer. Defiling the scripture in Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me and I will answer. Many people have been calling day and night and it's not answering. Why? See the secret here. Is it not to put forth wickedness from off your tent? Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry? You see someone naked, you clothe them, acts of kindness. And then you will call it. You will say, yes. I will. Did you get it? I pray you get it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Another voice, the voice of the accuser. We already dealt with this, Revelation 12, 10. The accuser of the brethren that day and night accusing the brethren. Second Samuel, I'm going to read this a long scripture. Where's my first reader again? Who's my reader? Shout amen quickly. Second Samuel chapter 21 from verse 1 to 9 and then jump to verse 12 to 14. Who's reading for me? Who's reading for me? Who's reading for me? Anybody? Okay, sir. Second Samuel chapter. Amen. 21 from verse 1 to 9 then 12 to 14. Okay. Quickly, please pay attention. Open your Bible and look at it. Be looking to the perfect law of liberty. Okay, go ahead, please. Okay, from verse one. Then there was a famine in the days of David, three years, mm -hmm. year after year. And David inquired of the Lord, mm -hmm. and the Lord answered, It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he slew the Gibeonites. Wait, and the king stop, called, stop, 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 stop. David, in, he was praying for three years. Wow. 365 days times three. There was famine in the land. There was no rain. David is a man that always inquired of God. How? That means he was praying for three years. There was no answer. Until something happened and then God responded and said, the source of the problem is Saul. Now, David was king. Saul had died. David is king. So Saul, that caused the problem, had died and had died. Something he did 70 years ago. It was now that Satan brought the accusation against him. This is not the time to start... Um, creating arguments for doctrine or all those things. These are spiritual realities. Whether people believe it or not, it's happening. Three years, there was famine in the land. Everybody was suffering from it because of what Saul did 70 years ago. Are you hearing me? He inquired yes, of God, and God said, it is Saul. Saul is the reason. That is the accusation. That's why I told you the Holy Ghost is the one that you tell. Don't go about looking, digging your past book of records of sin and say, hey, 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 uh, no, this one, they will use this one. No, the Holy Ghost is the one that will say, hey, this is the accusation of the enemy that's causing these things not to work. That's the difference between being sin conscious and righteousness conscious. Saul was the problem, not even you, David. 
David, I know you have your issues, but not you. Continue to read that scripture. Start afresh. I want you to follow you as you are reading it. Go ahead. Then there was a famine in the days of David, three years, year after year. And David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord answered, it is for Saul and Mm -hmm. for his bloody house, Mm -hmm. because he slew the Gibeonites. Stop. And the king called. Stop. Let me explain. He killed the Gibeonites. If you read, you have to now go and study Joshua chapter 9. You will see the history where Joshua laid a curse on the Gibeonites mm-hmm. because they deceived and all. And then he said, the best of you, when I'm going to teach, God help me with the topics I'm saying I will teach. I pray I receive grace to do so. I'm going to teach about fulfilling your prophetic destiny. The curse that Joshua placed on them was that the best of them will be uh, wood fetchers. That is the most prosperous among them will be wood fetchers. Their, their destiny was cut short by a curse. Right? But uh, Joshua said, they made a covenant with the Gibeonites. We will not kill you, but you will serve us. All the days of your life, you will serve us. The best of you will be a servant to the Israelites. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So that was the covenant, covenant legal tender agreement that they had. But after many generations, Joshua, hundreds of years ago, now it was Saul's turn and Saul was king and he started to kill them. Now, because he was killing them, an accusation because they cried, we had an agreement that you will not kill me. Why did you kill me? Does that sound familiar with our our forefathers that uh, killed slaves and buried people alive? Do you you, you see what I'm talking about? There was an accusation. There was a cry. The agreement that was that you will not kill us. Why are you killing us? And then, 70 years later, there was famine in the land. Three years, no rain. Everywhere was dry. And David inquired of God, and he said, Saul was the reason. Do you understand the story? Because I need you to be able to follow these things and internalize them and then understand these things so that when some things pop up, you can you know where to trace. This is why the word of God was dwelling you richly. So that the word will give you answers. Hey, this is the problem. This is what to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? I won't interrupt you again. Go ahead. And the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites. And the children of Israel had sworn unto them, and Saul sought to slay them in his zeal to the children of Israel and Judah. Hmm. Wherefore David said unto the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? And wherewith shall I make the atonement? that you may bless the inheritance of the Lord. And Sorry, I have to give- speak again. I, have to speak. I can't help myself. He called them. Now God has told him what to do. God has shown him the problem. There was a covenant for Saul when they didn't kill them. And now he called the people that have been aggrieved and moved to make atonement. There are certain instructions that come because at the end of my teaching today, I will tell you what to do with the victory you have gotten from the court of heaven. 
Because instructions, I told you, Proverbs 4.13, take fast hold of instructions. Keep her, let her not go, for she is your life. God must have told David, you need to make peace with them until that happens. I can't do anything. My hands are tied. You are my people, but my hands are tied. So he called them and asked them, what should I do to appease you? Go ahead, please. And, and the Gibeonites said unto him, we will have no silver, no gold of Saul, nor of his house. Neither for us shall thou kill any man in Israel. And he said, what you shall, what you shall say, that will I do for you. And they answered the king, the man that consumed us and that devised against us that we should be destroyed from remaining in any of the coasts of Israel. Mm. Let seven men of his sons be delivered unto us, mm. and we will hang them, mm. hang them up unto the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, mm. whom the Lord did choose. And the king said, I will give them. Mm. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son yeah. of Saul, because of the Lord's oath that was between them, between yeah. David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. Mm. But the king took the two sons of Rizpa, mm. the daughter of Ai, whom she bare unto Saul, mm -hmm. Ammoni and Mephibosheth, yeah. and the five sons of Michal, the daughter mm. of Saul, whom mm. he brought up for Adriel, the son of Basila, the Meholatite. You were speaking. And he, <laughs> and he delivered them into the hand of the Gibeonites. Mm -hmm. And they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. And they fell all seven together and were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days, in the beginning of barley harvest. Wait. So you see, they have asked. What do you want? Say, hey, the man that did this to us, give us seven of his sons. And David said, I will do so. And he gave them, mercy spared the son of uh, Jonathan, but he brought, said, gathered seven sons and gave to them. Why? There was a covenant, there was a breaking covenant, and there was an atonement. Right? Now, jump to verse 12 to 14. And David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, from the men of Jabesh Gilead, mm. which had stolen them from the street of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hanged them, when the Philistines had slain Saul in Gilboa. And he brought up from thence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, mm -hmm. and they gathered the bones of them that were hanged. Mm -hmm. And the bones of Saul and Jonathan, his son, buried day in the country of Benjamin in Zillah, mm -hmm. in the sepulcher of Kish, his father. Mm -hmm. And they performed all that the king commanded. Mm -hmm. And after that, God was entreated for the land. Hello, did you just hear? After what? All these activities, God was entreated. God, they had fulfilled the requirements. The accusation has now been appeased and God was entreated. Now, when you read God was entreated, you may think that, oh, okay, God said, okay, I'm no more angry. No. The case file. Three years farming. 
came to an end. Why? Because there was a leader who knew how to inquire of the law. Who knew that they had wronged somebody and they needed to make amends. The Gibeonites said, don't give us gold. Don't, we don't want any of that. Give us seven of his sons. He has killed our sons. Let's kill his sons too. And the king said, no problem. I will give them to you. The sins of the fathers, the sons had to also die. You get what I'm saying? In Revelation, talks about the, the voices of those that were slain. They are also crying in the court. They, they said to God, how long shall you avenge, will you not avenge our blood on those that are on the earth? The location of the vengeance is the earth. Even though the people that killed them have died, avenge it on them that are on the earth. New Testament, for those that are New Testament conscious. Am I communicating? Another voice that speaks in the courts are the voices from the bloodline. Parents, what our parents speak to us. If I take a toe, a paw now, I can, I can guarantee that half of us on this call that are Nigerians, your parents, either your father or your mother have said this thing to you. What you have done to me, your children will do to you. Amen? Quickly, let me see you. Amen. Uh -huh. <laughs> I said it. Why? That was how they knew to, to show their anger. But they didn't know that they were releasing things that the enemy can hang and hold on to. Oh, when I came to understand things, when we got my father to pray, I said, use your mouth. Everything I've said, <laughs> let it be wiped away. Do you understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. Do not understand? The voice from the bloodline? Hey. Oh, they will... Ah. Mm. Someone say amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Authority. Lord, from the, the parents, guidance, authority figure. Even some pastors that are supposed to bless their people, but because of how frustrated they are, they lay curses. But thank God that the law of God is complete. The principle says, the curse, costless shall not stand. But many times there is cause. Are you hearing me? When the parents are frustrated, they speak all sorts over their children. And yet they are angry when the children are fulfilling the prophecy they have prophesied on them. Oh, many times in my family, we gathered and we prayed that the words that have gone ahead of us, I think we've prayed that during one of our prayer sessions, of words of, that have gone ahead of us, that is hanging around us, labels that we carry on our head. 
Parents are so frustrated, they call their children useless. They call them foolish because they are frustrated. And then the child keeps reproducing foolish things and they are angry the more and continue to call him foolish. We call for things that be not as though they were. What we want to see, we call it with our mouth. I taught you extensively in the power of confession. Many of you, your parent has handed it over to you so well that you have not taken it upon yourself to speak to yourself in a way that will beat you down. Oh, many people do it. They will say concerning themselves, nothing good can, maybe a little disappointment. I, I knew it, that nothing good can never happen. What is always me? I just know if, if everybody thinks are working for them, when it comes to my talk, they will use their own mouth and the devil will say, keep, keep talking. Just give me more. Let the weak say, I am strong. Are you seeing the work that we have to do? Because we feel that when we come to the kingdom, we're just going to just listen. I, look, there are two dimensions of people. One, Lazarus, he desired to eat the crumbs that fall off the rich man's table. He went to heaven. Two, Job, Abraham. He traded with the secret in the tabernacle, secret of God in the tabernacle. He was the richest man in the East. Both of them are in heaven. You determine how you want to arrive. Am I communicating? You can be the, you can be suffering terribly on the earth and go to heaven. Fine and good. But it is possible to live a good life. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. For we know the grace that was upon our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he became poor, that through his poverty, I might become rich. It now determines if you want to fulfill that word or not. God will come and love all of you, bless all of you. I love you all. Both the poor, the rich, is the God of them all. But you determine what you want to do. The principles we're teaching is not just because we want to gather you and tell you things. No, these are scriptural principles. Lazarus had died. Jesus said, let's go and wake him up. He's sleeping. Why? There was a way they talked in heaven. But the men who were operating at a lower kingdom, they said, he do it well that he's sleeping now. Even we do like to go and join him to sleep. I'm sure Jesus said, what kind of people are this? I'm sure he had to cross his finger I just say, he's dead, you dummy. Imagine if the word pronounces you dead. Who can bring you back? Are you still with me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> there are words. First Samuel chapter 17, 27 to 28. And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killed him, because David had come, 
the father gave him food to come give his brothers and water. And so he saw what was going on. He said, ah, who, what will they give to the man that killed this man? See what his elder brother said. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke unto the men. And Eliab's anger, excuse me, was kindled against David. I need water. And he said, why camest thou down hither? Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the naughtiness of your heart, for thou hast come down that thou mightest see battle. Now, this was the savior of the nation who came and was interested to save the nation, in quotes. Now the brother now popped down on him. If you are not one that knows, believes in yourself, knows who you are, this word would have made him so downcast that he would turn his back and went. Are you aware? Yes, yes, sir. Voice from the bloodline. We know you now. And who did you leave the ship for? You are here talking up and down. Who did you leave? Who did you leave the low level life that you're supposed to be living? And now you're talking. I know who I am. I'm going to be great in life. How can you be great? Come on, keep quiet. When people who are going to be great are talking and you are opening your mouth, you become downcast. But God had trained this man in the wilderness. He rose above the voices of opposition. He rose above the voices. If your own parents will lay curse on you, the, that, those are free, free tickets for the enemy to carry to the cross. No, 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 it's not me. It's even the father. See what the father said. <laughs> Who am I? So when the father is pronouncing this word, the Bible says, and God was entreated after certain conditions were met. Many of us, all the revelation we have about God is God as father. That's all we know. But there are dimensions that are more than that. Where you come as him as friend, where you are doing intercession for somebody, he is, is, is a friend. Abraham is my friend. So you go and tell your friend, hey, come and help this, my friend. Say, okay, let me help. But the third class is a judge. He sits in that, I told you, his throne is established by three factors, righteousness, justice, and peace. He's the judge of all. He must hear both sides. Has anybody learned something tonight? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please go over it again. Sit with them. Some of you, just one of the points that's your answer. The answer that you're fasting and praying and doing all the many things, just one of the points there. That's your own that you take and run with it. How do you overcome the voices? Immediately the Holy Ghost reveals that this is the area you are defaulting. The first thing you do is you repent. 
Immediately you repent, the enemy is disarmed. Because you are acknowledging that, yes, it's true. Let the blood speak. Second, the blood of Jesus. Ask the blood of Jesus to silence the voice of the accuser. I remember someone's comment after the Court of Heaven session, and the person was saying that um, you can bring, produce your strong cause, bring your witnesses, bring your case, or something like that. I don't remember how now. Uh, what's the word again now? You must bring your own witnesses as well. And we saw that in Isaiah 38 when uh, um, Hezekiah, when the prophet Isaiah came and said, hey, you're going to die, he turned immediately and produced strong reasons why he does not have to die. And the, uh, the, a quick session happened and God said, okay, give him my feedback. And immediately his life was extended. The third thing, and the last thing before we pray and do some things, the word of God. Someone say the word. The word. The word, the the word. word can be a strong voice in heaven. What has God said concerning you? Speak the word. What has God said concerning you? Speak it. John chapter 15, verse 3, he said, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So, as the enemy is accusing, just by sitting under the word of God like this, you are being cleansed. You are clean by the word that I have spoken. You take what he has said concerning you. I know who I am. Power of confession. Take the word of God and put it in your mouth. The voice of wickedness will speak. The voice of the enemy will speak. The voice of the accuser will speak. When David entered this battle, Goliath spoke and cursed him in the name of his gods. That was the voice of the enemy. Wanted to shut him down, but no, David was going to have the last say. <laughs> oh, he was going to have the last say. He too say, oh, you are by your God. Now the battle is in our God. You come with me, at me with spares. I come in the name of the Lord. Why would you not love David? I come in that he, he proclaimed the name of Yeshua ahead of his time. I come in the name of the Lord. This battle is the Lord of, of hosts. is the one that's fighting this battle. And you know the story. Some people ask, what do I do after getting victory from the courts of heaven? James chapter 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. If you forget everything I've said, don't forget this one. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will do what? Flee. Did he say... Just start by resisting the devil. Many people are very quick to resist the devil. The first thing he said is submit yourself to the authority of God's word. Submit yourself to God. Go to the court first. In Luke 18, the woman, he said, 
She went to the, the judge and said, avenge me of my adversary. She didn't confront her adversary directly. <laughs> Don't go to battle when there is a case against you. Hey, Father, help me to pass the message across. Amen? Many people just wake up and say, hey, devil. no, no, no. Follow scripture. Submit yourselves to God. Then resist the devil. He will flee. Submit yourself. Go to the courts of heaven. Submit yourself. Listen to the accusation. Repent from it. Obtain your not guilty verdict. And then resist the devil. So what do you do with your victory? You take it and I decree and declare according to the word of God. Do you get what I'm talking about? You've got your victory and by that victory, you now go to war. Am I clear on that? Yes, sir. Be begin to put out your question. Yes, sir. Begin to put out your questions because it's very important that you grasp what I've shared tonight. Very, very important. Submit yourself to God. Go to the court when there's a case. Get your victory from there. And then resist the devil. He will flee. I told you of a vision I had some time ago. And in the spirit, you know, I was in this vision. And there were zombies and all those things around. And then there was a woman who was a high-level witch or whatever, whatever she was. She was throwing darts, thousands of darts. And then there were people behind me and the, the darts were like tiny, tiny darts. You know what darts are? It was, you know, it, you know it, it pierced people like all over themselves. But there was a force coming from me that was resisting the, the dart. So the darts were being diverted. But it was so much that I think about two or three hit me actually. And then, so we're walking towards each other. There were a lot of people. So the darts, like you know, there were people covered fully with darts. And I was coming, I just had just two or three touch me out of the thousands coming. So just picture that. So she looks at me like, who's this guy that, this thing is not touching. Who, who is he? And then if you can see me, she did a hand like this. She shook her hand like this. <laughs> My data file came out. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Are we still together? Oh, I remember that day. I remember that day. Yes, sir. I remember that day. She did a hand like just like, you know this day, I, I saw it in a Black Panther, the movie. There are technology dimensions that are in the spirit that people are producing as films for their physical, spiritual realities. She did a hand. <laughs> my file came and she was reading my file. And she responded and said, oh, you are that young prophet. Are you hearing me? You are that what? Young prophet. And then I could sense she wanted to bring an accusation against me. Now, I've taught this before. Let me teach it again. In the spirit, in that state, if you receive an accusation, 
your defense system will drop because legally you're already guilty and then they can do anything to you. Did you hear what I said? You with me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I could sense that she was about to bring, after she said, oh, you are that young prophet, meaning they've discussed about me, they've talked about me in their kingdom. So, that, oh, you are that one, probably doing whatever. I wish you, I could have told her, say, before we fight, can you print this my profile for me? <laughs> Let me see what you guys know about me, you know? But she wanted to bring an accusation but I spoke over the accusation because I didn't want to hear it because immediately my ears hear it. And for one, whatever reason, it happens to be true. My defenses are off. I may become a casualty there. The Holy Ghost gave me that spiritual intelligence. I didn't know what he taught me that. I just knew that I should not hear what she has to say. That's all I knew. So I spoke over it and I... Hmm. Oh, ask the people that have come to try me in the spirit. They don't, their, their body tells them when they wake up. I took cutlass and I used the flat side of, and I flogged that bomb. <laughs> I'm a disciplinarian in the spirit. <laughs> flogged nonsense out of our destiny. I'm just going to tell them, say, that your prophet, update his profile. Very wicked, very wicked. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost helps us to just know so that we are not unaware. Many people are victims. I remember one of the testimonies Toby was sharing with me. She said she was in the spirit in a dream and then something was happening and she remembered a teaching, something I taught in the Bible study and she applied it in her dream. Are you hearing me, people? So I need to show up for Bible study and learn these things. You never know where you will need them. In the dream, she remembered the teaching in Bible study. Her spirit man received the message and then he applied it and she was able to have victory. So submit yourself to God. Scripture is plain with these things. Littered everywhere. But no, we'll leave it and say, go and look for something. Then resist the devil. He will flee. Why will he flee? Because there's no, he doesn't have any access in you. Praise God. Resist him. He didn't say bind him. Come bind the devil. So like I said, the idea is not for you to become sin conscious, but if there's anything, the Holy Spirit will bring to light anything that needs to be dealt with so that you repent, let the blood of, let the blood of Jesus silence any accusation. Speak the word, what does God say about you? And then when you've obtained your not guilty verdict and the Lord has given a decree, then you use that as a weapon. That's a prophecy. You take that. According to what uh, Paul said in Timothy, he said, with the prophecy that I've gone ahead of, use it to war a good warfare. So that decree, that verdict you have gotten, then you use the war until it's manifested in front of you.
Praise the name of the Lord. Amen, amen. 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 Thank you, sir. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to take questions. Does anyone have any questions? Questions. Questions. Questions will tell me you are listening. No question. I will ask my question. I have a question. I have a question, sir. Okay, please go ahead, sir. Can you hear me, sir? Yes, I hear you. Go ahead, sir. So once upon a time, I was praying. I was, I was, I was, I was praying. Um, I saw, <clears throat> so something was given. Something was given to me. It was a, um, were, were keys and chains. Okay. So I understood what the keys and chains were. It was like a hand from heaven. Keys okay. and chains were given to me. Okay. So I already understood what that meant. Mm. So sort of fell in line into the season that we sort of met up and whatnot. Um, and then um, I saw a baby dragon right next to me on my right hand side. A baby what? Dragon. Yeah. Then after okay. I now look back okay. behind that baby dragon, I now saw a, it's like a mother dragon. Shai, shai dragon. Okay. The head was humongous. The thing was like a, a sci-fi film. I've mm. never seen a, a, a massive head breathing right next to my show. I was so uncomfortable. Like, literally, mm. I felt uncomfortable. But it was looking right at me, that dragon. Mm. The next time I saw a vision of that dragon, I saw that dragon in chains in my hands. Mm. So I could, I've been able to manipulate that dragon. Yeah. But I don't know what that means. So that dragon is still in chains. Every time I pray and I see that vision, the dragon is still in chains in my yeah. hand. There was mm. one time, I think... Um, maybe two or three weeks ago, I was, I was on shaky grounds and mm. the dragon looked as if it was about to set itself free. Mm. I didn't know what that meant. So the whole dragon and all that kind of thing, I don't know, it's very, very mystical. So I don't, <laughs> please give me some insights of what that could mean. Mm. But I understood the first part of, you know, authority that um, the Lord has given us authority. So what shall, shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. What shall, shall bound on earth shall be bound in yeah. heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So he has given us keys. He's given the keys. But that second bit, I didn't understand what that dragon was. Yeah. So, like, so when you see the dragon bound, yeah, you know, I already explained that already. When you bind it, if it's about to get loose, that means that there's something happening around you that is um, strengthening the voice or strengthening the whatever the dragon represents. Because Jesus said, the prince of this world comes and finds nothing in me. Resist the devil and he will flee. Why will he flee? Because he has no access point. If he's standing and is not fleeing, that means there's something he has. You get what I'm saying? So if, and you are, this comes uh, with the territory of uh, the power of your sight. Once you see, once you are seeing, you don't stop praying. Once you are seeing it, you see it in chains. You bind it, and then until it is bound, then you cast it out. It's not supposed to keep being around you. Do you get what I'm saying? So you, you bind it, you cast it out. So God is showing you what's going on, and then you see it being cast away, and then you can move on with your life. So when God gives you that, that means that authority, you have authority in that regard. You have, you know, ability to bind. I shared the vision of the chains 
and how it bound those people life, real time. The moment I said it, I didn't have to say it twice, but it bound them immediately and they were bound in that regard. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, another question from the house okay. was, <laughs> if you can't remember the, the covenant that, or the, the pledge that you had with the Lord, you said, Lord, if you do this, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> All of us were in that boot, I know. The Holy Ghost will remind you. Amen. The Holy Amen. Ghost will remind you. So, like I said, the same way with every accusation, once the Holy Spirit, there's something, the Holy Ghost will bring it up to your uh, remembrance. Uh, there was someone I spoke to, the Lord told me that uh, there was a case we're dealing with, I think, two years ago. And then um, the Lord told me he, he should make, because there are some things that you cannot access without vowing to God, right? The Holy Ghost gives you that instruction. For this one, you need to vow. So I told him, vow a vow to God. I'm not interested in whatever the vow was, so I did not want to hear. I said, it's between you and your God. Wherever, whatever it is you want to do, but do a vow. That's the instruction I've gotten. And then the man made a vow, and then he, you know, I said, once you're done, I can pray for you. I prayed for him. And then some months later, some things were happening. And the Holy Ghost reminded me, the vow, the vow. So I go to him and I ask him, um, the Lord is saying, what's responsible for this is because the vow has not been done. Because what you asked him for, he has done it, but you have no vow. And he said, ah, I don't remember the vow. I said, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I said, okay. Lord help us. Have mercy, Lord. Lord help us, you know. And the reason why also it's private for you, but you should record it somewhere. You know, I don't want to hear because I don't want uh, anything to, to, to be that always because of this. So I'll tell you a story. Um, I prayed for, someone asked me for prayer and they were trusting God for a job. Not someone in my fold, but just a friend. They asked for prayer and then he sent me a message that please pray for me uh, that I get this job because when I get the job, I'll come and do Thanksgiving in your church. I'm like, Really? Seriously, is it like this is where I've come to now, <laughs> you know? And when I'm in the mood, I will teach and explain that this is not how these things work. But if I'm not in the mood, I just keep right and move on with my life, you know? But I just went ahead to pray for him because he had, he had gone through so much. I didn't pray because I wanted him to come and do thanks to him in my church. I don't go on a church, you know? But I prayed for him. And guess what? He got the job and is moving on with his life and he has not come to do Thanksgiving in my church. So people make promises when they are desperate, right? Yeah. But thank God this was done to me. You know, I'm human. So I'm just using it as an example. But if he, I hope for his own sake that he did not make that vow to God. If he did, then that thing would be a, let me not say, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. You know, yes. so so um, that scripture that we read in Deuteronomy 23, it says that if you refrain from making a vow, it is not a sin. So please, please don't emotionally make vows. It is a serious matter, I tell you. It's serious. You know, don't do it. Yeah, when people are desperate, they say anything just to get out of that situation. But when that time comes, because they don't even understand, they go through other things in life 
and they are looking, running from pillar to post, looking for who to pray for them, you know, not knowing that it's just a simple thing, vow that they broke. You, you get, it's a very serious thing. Even like I said, I have one big one on my neck that at first of all, I've repented and asked God to have mercy on me. And then hopefully when I'm able to do it, I'll go and sort that out so that I can be free. Amen. Any other question? I hope that clarifies. Yeah. We're still there. Anybody else with a question? I think I have a question, sir. Okay, please go ahead. So, you know, when we went to the courts on the other day, um, and the Lord was saying, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit was the one just telling me what to say. Mm -hmm. uh, like, just tutoring me. So, one thing the Holy Spirit said that when I present my case, I should say there was a miscarriage of justice. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, and uh, and then I understood miscarriage of justice means that you've gone to court, but mm -hmm. there are some things that maybe were not either. There was there was a, a something. The the ruling was passed, but it 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 did not look at everything. It didn't. The ruling was passed without all all the information needed because that was needed to make that ruling because sometimes maybe a person is not there yeah you know just like, yeah. yeah like job yeah he wasn't there yeah he's wasn't being there. Judged and he's not there mm. or and then but the holy spirit was telling me that mm. i did not have there's some evidence i need mm. Mm. um and um and i and it was just interesting because i because i remember someone saying you know when you go to court you know, the, the ruling will be done there and then. Mm -hmm. And then, but I also understood something. Sometimes you have to go to the court a couple of times, just like yeah. the woman yeah. in 18. Yeah. And I, I remember going to court, I've gone a couple of times, but one time I was very serious, just like this teaching mm -hmm. you did was last year. I went to court for everyone, like in my family, mm -hmm. to the to the holy court of Jesus, of the of God, I mean. So, and I was thinking, okay, God, you made a ruling then, but then I, there's some things I, I believe uh, are not, have not been done. So th that's the thing, um, is to go into court, you know, I, I think, is it a question I'm asking or is it a comment? It, it looks like sometimes you may have to do it a couple of times to get what you ask we're asking for yeah yeah let, let me help you um I, I get your question clearly so i addressed one part of it already submit yourself to god resist the devil so the judgment you get it's now your responsibility to use that to war against of delay or whatsoever it is right because if you just go, so for example, let me use a random a common case in Nigeria or anywhere in the world, land case, land grabbers. So, you know, two people are disputing about the land and then the court rules in the favor of one. 
the court, you have your court documents, but that does not stop the other person from going to build on your land. When you come and find that person building on your land, what do you use? Your court adjournment or court, uh, what's the word? What's the word? The verdict. Injunction, thank you. You have it. So you have an advantage. You can have that injunction and someone is building on your land and you are quiet thinking, don't you know I have injunction? No. What do you do then? You take that and go to the police, show them, and then you can sue that person to court. Or you can get that person arrested. Do you understand? So you don't stop at having your court injunction. That is when you will resist the enemy and he will flee. Why? Because the realm of the spirit is a legal place. As long as you have your injunction in your favor, he does not have a right to hang around you. You can have your injunction and keep quiet about it, waiting to see. if. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? You get what I mean? So... In the second part of your question, where you're talking about, you have to go back over and over again. Look at it in Isaiah 38. So the verdict had come that Isaiah, um, Ezekiah was going to die. The session had met without him, and they came and said, hey, thus said the Lord, this is the verdict, you are going to die. The man turned and went back to the court in what you would call he appealed his case. You understand what I'm saying? So he went back for an appeal and presented evidence. So this scripture answers you perfectly. Let's read Isaiah 38 from verse 1 to uh, 4. In those days was Ezekiah sick unto death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said to him, This is the verdict from the court of heaven. Thus said the Lord, Set your house in order, for thou shalt die and not me. That's a judgment, correct? Agreed? Yes, sir. Correct. Then Hezekiah turned his face towards the wall. He went by himself this time. And prayed unto the Lord and presented his case. What was his case? And said, Remember now. Are you getting it? Remember is bring is calling to remembrance. Remind me. That's God's word. Bring your strong reasons why I should do what you're asking me to do. He said, hey, remember now, oh Lord, I beseech you, how I have walked before thee in truth. So let's picture this in the actual court. Remember now, a screen will appear, how I have walked before thee in the truth and with a perfect heart. If it was not true, the accuser would say, sir, it's a lie, sir, objection, my Lord. Are you getting it? Yes, sir. How I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and I have done that which is good in your sight. Remember the scripture I just read about dealing your bread in Isaiah 58, about fasting, about losing the bands of wickedness, about covering. He brought those cases to God. That was it. 
and then he wept so. He has presented his evidence. I was waiting for judgment. He was crying, waiting for, because this was his appeal case. And guess what? Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah again. Another verdict had been passed. In light of the new evidence that was presented, go and say to Hezekiah, thus said the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer, a.k.a. I have received your appeal. I have seen your tears. I have seen your evidence. Behold, I will add unto thy days 15 years. And he went further to give another judgment. I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend the city. It kept going on and on. Do you see what happens there? God knows that this man had walked before him with a perfect heart. He was aware. God knows all things. But he said, produce your strong reason. So a case can be adjourned or judgment can be passed. Then you go back for appeal. If you are not happy with the judgment you've got, the other part that you must do is that you've received a decree. There are angels called the enforcer angels. When you start to pray with the decree from the court, the angels that go to work on that behalf are called the enforcer. They enforce the word of God. There are different class of angels. You see what I'm saying? So you don't just obtain victory and sit down and wait. Let me see if it's in. No, you can't do that. Resist the devil and then he will flee. Some of the judgments are instantaneous. Some of them over time. But one thing is sure, you will know that something has shifted. You get what I'm saying? Does that clarify? Yes. Yes. And I do have a testimony I will share when, when it's time to share. Hallelujah. Glory. I love testimonies. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Are we getting blessed today? Chine Miriam, go ahead, please. Um, good evening. Good I, evening. I almost put my hand down because this her question was similar to mine. Okay. I thought your, your hand was spinning. <laughs> no, it was similar to mine, and you were basically answering it. But then just to push a bit further, what you said towards the end about time. Mm. So, for example, now you've gone to court, you've received the verdict, right? Mm. But mm. then you're not seeing it happen. Mm. Because as you were talking, when you gave the example of Hezekiah, mm. I, I went to the scriptures, you were talking about it, and I saw that it was almost instantaneous. I mean, yes. Isaiah yeah. did not leave before, you know. Mm -hmm. So how do you... So is it that you continue... It's like you continue presenting your verdict mm -hmm. before God in prayer okay. until it happens? Okay. Or do you say, because I know I have been given the, um, I've, been, I've, I've won the court case and I have the paper in my hand, mm -hmm. that is my evidence. So I no longer need to keep, um, keep pushing, like, how do I put it? It's like- Okay, yeah, yeah. You don't need to I keep coming to the court, stop. yeah. Yeah. yeah, what point do you stop? Is it when, when it happens physically or okay. when you believe within your heart that it's already been given to you, then you, then you stop and you, okay. know, you just wait until the time, wonderful. God's time, it happens. Wonderful, wonderful question. So, that, so you see, now you see how every 
mystery in scripture are tied to each other. So once you have your victory, you've resisted, you've done the prayer, resisted the enemy. The Holy Ghost within you gives you a victory note. Right? Once you receive the victory note, and victory notes, you can't define it, you know, I got it. Then you enter the realm of thanksgiving. the realm of confession, the power of confession, where you are confessing what God has said. Thanksgiving for the victory that you have gotten. Right? Because now, once you've gotten your verdict, you're not going back to the court again to say, as you are enforcing, the enforcer angels, once you pray the prayer, based on this victory. So when the enemy was accusing me, Right and attacking me, like the example I gave. So she was there, she wanted to bring an accusation. That was a quick transaction. I did not hear the accusation, so nothing could stand, but I declared what I wanted to happen to her. And that was, it happened instantaneously. Secondly, I'm thanking God for the victory that I received. With thanksgiving, right? Make your request known unto God. Right through prayer, which is what we've done, and with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is that lingering, that's the one that you continue to do until you see what you want to see. While your confession is still aligned with the right thing, you're not saying something that will undo everything. It's not a complex situation, it's actually quite plain. So I get my victory. I'm thanking God for my victory and I'm confessing what I want to see. If I feel any resistance in the spirit, I use my verdict to whoop the enemy and then he flees again. But the Holy Ghost on the inside of you will assure you of the victory you've gotten. And when you've gotten victory in the spirit, then like uh, Abraham, who, do, who did not doubt, he did not go weary. He was thanking God for 25 years. It took 25 years for his prophetic word to come to pass. But he did not waver through unbelief. You see what I'm saying? So like I said, some things are instantaneous. Some things take a process. Right? So for example, if you can't say, oh, I've received, let me just use a very uh, random example. Uh, I'm pregnant now. Father, I want verdict that my baby comes now. That's premature baby. <laughs> That's even miscarriage if it's in the early stages. It must cook until it's done. I, I'm, I'm just trying to stay with it because there are so many factors. There are many things that need to, so as I'm growing, there are many things around me that also need to grow for me to enter into the manifestation of what's... So it's not just about me. I can be ready, but if every other person around me is not ready, what happens? You get what I'm saying? So thanksgiving is the constant uh, realm of being. That's what keeps you strengthened and joy. The Holy Ghost is with you all the way to tell you what you need to do for time. They prayed, they sang, the Holy Ghost came. Peter was sleeping. The church somewhere else was praying. The angel came. 
You understand what I'm saying? Can you Mary, is that clear enough? Yes, it is. So, so would you say that when obtaining this verdict yes. is what gives you the it's what gives you the confidence to know that what you are thanking yes. God for, you're not just speaking out of your mind. You're not just yes. saying it to make it happen. Yes. It, it, you know that you're speaking from a place of truth. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. That's the assurance that you get. So when we pray according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if he hears us, then we will receive our petition according to his will. So his will can equate it right now to his verdict because I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Also, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not evil to give you an expected end. You see what I mean? Yeah. So for example, um, uh, John the Baptist's parents, no matter how they prayed, no matter how they fasted, until Jesus is ready to come, six months gap, they can't get pregnant. All the, they will apply all the principles. So that one is dependent on him, a certain timeline. You get what I'm saying? So, but the Holy Ghost is there to assure you that, look, there's no, no, no devil is responsible. Someone said they had a dream about losing a loved one. And I asked a simple question. I said, ask the Holy Ghost one of two things. Is it fixed by the decree of God or can it be changed? If it's fixed by the decree of God, if you like, dip you inside uh, anointing oil and lock you for three days, when you come out of it, you will see four. But if it can be changed, then we know which mystery to apply. You see what I'm saying? But keep yes. a heart of thanksgiving and the Holy yes. Ghost. You can't do any of these things without the Holy Ghost. He's the one that guides you. He's the one that tells you, hey, this is the case. As I came back, the Holy Ghost started to expand. That, hey, this altercation you almost had today, it, would it be that this guy is worried about his job or something, something? I said, ah, that's true. And I reacted differently. Lord, I'm sorry. That's the Holy Ghost that quickly sorted something out. If I ignored it, it will linger and then maybe the enemy can use to do anything else. Mm. You see how these things work? Yeah, I do. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to hear. Who else? I have. I can take two more questions before I call it a night, make some announcements and then we're off. Thank you all for your patience tonight. Two more questions. Who's asking the questions? Has it been a good class? Yes, sir. So, yeah. Life lessons. Amen. It's been good. Any questions? 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 One more or two more, and I'm out. On Clubhouse, we have questions. Put it in the chat box and then we'll take it if not. Okay. Um, Zoom, no other questions. Okay. So on um, Friday, uh, which is going to be the first of um, July, 
We're entering a new quarter. We're entering a new half, the half of the year. We are entering a new month. So it's a three-dimensional. So we're going to be having our quarterly prayer meeting uh, for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know the drill. Um, Friday is going to be from 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 p.m., and 6 p.m. in the evening. We'll do a roundup. Then midnight, we'll pray. There's a question from Tony. Where's the question from Tony? Please read the question for me, please. Um, my screen is hanging. I can't really see. Uh, how do you go to the courts? When should we go to the court? Okay, go, go and watch the last Saturday's message. You, you see how to go to the court. When do you go to the court? When you have prayed to God as a father and you've not received answer, when someone has uh, prayed for you, someone has interceded for you, still no answer. That means this matter is stubborn, it's staying and it's refusing to go. The third dimension of prayer, Luke 11 has... And Luke 18, Luke 11, Luke, read Luke 18. When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, and then say, Which of you has a friend, and blah, blah, blah. Luke 18, there was a judge, and the woman says, Avenge me of mine adversary. So you go to court. If after you've prayed and it's not, you're not getting any answer, you have, uh, uh, someone has interceded for you, you're not getting an answer, then that means there's a court case. Sometimes you can just be in prayer. The Holy Ghost say, go to the court. Ah, I forgot to tell the story. There was a night I was in prayer here, and I was just trying to build up and just pray, just, just love on God. And then the Holy Ghost said to me three times, legislate, legislate, legislate. Oof, I knew what that meant. I knew what that meant. My body was tired, but I tried. I did the little I could, made some decrees. Meaning right now, it's time for you to speak. We're going to pray a very short prayer. I'm going to show you, um, but this time we're going to petition the enemy in darkness. You're just going to repeat after me. It's a short process. Okay? Um, I think I've answered that question. What else? Mm. Okay. So let me finish the announcement. So we'll begin prayer on Friday. Um, the details will be on our, our back. We're back in uh, on WhatsApp. <laughs> Praise God. Many people will not even see the message on Telegram till much later. <laughs> That's the terrible thing about Telegram. But we're back on WhatsApp. If you're not on the group, just reach out to the person I invited you and they'll send you the link. Um, okay, I see a question here. I have a question. Does the words of parents that are not literally cursed stand against us in the courts of heaven? I mean words like this one's child's inheritance is here or this one will be with me as my wife and my husband. I don't really understand this question. Any word that is not 
necessarily a curse. Words are not good in general. The enemy, like you said, he moves around like a roaring lion looking for whom to devour. He's just looking for any opportunity. If he finds anything that he can take, he will take it. So we must be careful of the um, things. We're going to deal with most of these prayers during our three-day prayer, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, on Saturday, we're going to be same routine, 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 p.m., 6 p.m. Then on Sunday, because many of us have church, um, we're just going to meet 6 a.m., 12 p.m., and then 5 p.m. We'll have a soaking session, and then after soaking session, we'll pray, and then I'll minister to um, some people as the Lord will help me. Uh, finally, uh, we're still praying. Um how many hours are we at now, uh, Tim? How many hours are we at? We're doing our 1,000 hours of prayer. Yeah. Praying the Spirit. Where are we? Please give us an update. Um, so the last time I, I updated it yesterday, I'm opening up the, the spreadsheet now. Um, we're at 437 um, hours at the moment. Um, by the time I sh I'll, I'll check again, we should be closer to... 450, 460, because um, they're updated daily. You know, we thank God because um, and we've been able to do afternoon and night prayers. Yeah. Um, the afternoon prayers it's, are led by Mrs. B. If everyone knows Mrs. B, it's just a twin. And she she also runs with, with um, Sister Helen as well. And maybe they sort of interchange. But anyway, we thank God for that, for that grace. Um, the nighttime prayers as well, you know, we, you know, Sister V, Sister um, Fumalaya, and all these, I'm not going to call names, I don't want to, you know, but <laughs> they are regulars, you know, <laughs> they are supporting regulars, you know, they, they make the power available. But um, so it has been going well, we thank God, we praise the Lord. People have been praying as well in the background um, and they send in their hours. So yes, they're very logging, they're logging hours. hours. Yes, very important. Yeah. So you don't need yeah. to be there, but we just encourage you to be there. So just for people that want to pray, but would love to have the corporate, you know, ginger, yeah. essentially. So, yeah. but we thank God for that. You know, the Lord has really been showing us a lot of things. Things have been happening um, in the, um, and Sister Lola as well. Thank you. She led today's afternoon prayer. God bless you. Thank you. But yeah, so the things have been happening. There's been battles in heaven, in the heavens, sorry. And the Lord has, you know, as we've, have we been praying the, the, the influence of, 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 of God's light has been, you know, has been pressing forward. And there's been a lot of things. There have been testimonies as well from the afternoon prayers. Um, there have been things that the Lord's showing that there's a network. So we're not the only ones that are praying. There's been a yes, network yes, in yes. different locations. Um, that you, I, there was the time I was praying, I, was, I, could really, I could feel myself holding um, a ring of people's hands from mm. all different walks of life, wearing different types of clothes, and whatnot mm. in the spirit, and we'll pray for the exact same thing. And so, so you know, the Lord is really allowing us to network in the spirit. So we're That's not this, yeah, on this mandate. Um, from 500 hours, we're going to be having a meeting um, for those who are interested anyway, and we're going to really go over the mandates again for an understanding of what that mandate is and why we do it. Um, because we've reached a 1,000 hours doesn't mean it stops there. It doesn't stop there. This is an avenue mm. to open up into the place of intercession. Um, for many that know um, the things about territory, um, we can't take a place or even take a people unless we have contended for that location. 
um, as we've been learning about and the yeah. things of, of principalities and things like that, that's why we pray. We pray so the Lord will, you know, allow just the same way Daniel prayed. Um, and, you know, when the Lord heard him pray, instantly there was there was a reaction. But um, there's something had to go on. And then you see the Prince of Persia, you know, being moved and um, removed. And after there was a new principality in that place, um, the Grecian um, principality. So anyway, just, just an understanding of that. By God's grace, I've spoken to BPP. I'm still waiting for a response that he'll teach us, um, and give us a deeper understanding of prayer. So we are praying effectively. Um, and that's something that we'll, we're, we're, by God's grace, we'll be able to build into to these things that we will see tangibly what we pray. So we won't be praying into the air, no, we'll see exactly what we pray. We'll put a time scale on it um, and then see things manifest. And we'll encourage everybody. So if anyone that wants to pray, um, you know, in, into this a thousand hours mandate, please feel free and just pray for the grace for dedication. Because um, it does take dedication. Some days you don't want to pray. Some days you're tired. But I, I assure you, when you know the Holy Spirit leads you, He will strengthen you. So by by God's grace, Paul is uh, asking, "How do I join? How do I join this prayer?" You so so gracious. Yeah, I'll send a link into the main Telegram and the WhatsApp group, and that will be the link to the um, the group chat. And then from there, you'll get more. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, thank you. Um, here's the main, this is the link to the group chat. Mm -hmm. It's the link here. As you join it um, every afternoon, every evening, um, we'll send in a message and say, okay, prayer is going to start in 15 minutes. Prayer is starting in 30 minutes. They're about, so 12 o'clock mm -hmm. in the afternoon, 12 o'clock in the midnight. And as we begin to pray, what, what you'll find, we'll give a, a bit of understanding of what we're doing you know, a bit of understanding of, you know, during my own sessions, sessions are different. During my own session, generally what we do, we pray in the spirit and we pray in the spirit throughout the whole um, session. We don't pray in our own understanding because we're looking out to see what the Lord is saying. We're looking out to see what the Lord is doing. And after we now testify at the end of what the Lord is doing and the instruction that has been given, um, and we, 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 we pray to see and we pray to hear what the Lord is doing. Sometimes people pray in different ways and, and they're able to, you know, do... Anyway, that's how we pray in our own session. So whichever session style works with you, you know, you'll, you'll find your fit. Um, but yeah, that's midnight, 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 12 p.m. Okay, yeah, 12 p.m., 12 a.m. Thank you. So um, just any questions, just uh, bring it to the main group. And then please, um, uh, so one of the admins will post the link to the uh, WhatsApp group. Please share with people that you know I uh, want to grow one of, you know, the, the task for thousand souls, not just 1,000 souls giving their lives to Christ. God said a thousand BPPs, that's just the word. So even believers that are just floating around, a thousand people that are on fire for God, a thousand people that have understanding of spiritual things, a thousand people that are terrors to the kingdom of darkness. That's my assignment to reproduce so you know it's not just about the souls and the prayers are working you see the testimony we saw on saturday about the boy i didn't ask people to give their life to christ but the holy ghost ministered to him why it was standing on the foundation of the prayers we pray you get what i'm saying and god you know ministered to that boy and changed his life that testimony is something praise god so 
that's that for announcement. So um, just join the WhatsApp group if you're not there. Uh, just get on there and then we'll uh, take you from there. We'll pass every announcement there. So it's time for us to pray. Can we thank God for what we have learned today? Let's thank God for, I tell you, the enemy is mad. Every time it just, I've had um, issues with my cars very few times, but it usually comes after a major, when, you know, I teach something very deep. They can't touch me, so they just touch my car. Uh, the car gets to suffer for all those things, but it's, it's one of those things. You know, I just laugh because it just shows that we're 